The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please, listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Light Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam, the infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? It's 2020, baby, and I'm all about getting in shape and going to the gym. And my new favorite gym accessories are my Studio 12 earbuds. We love Studio, and we've been talking about them for years. You don't have to be a gym goer to enjoy their 12 earbuds. With their wireless earbuds, you can now bring your music wherever life takes you and enjoy unrivaled sound that makes you feel like you're center stage. They are extremely cute in their ultralight charging cases. You can take them anywhere. You can go to studio.com to get 15% off your entire order using code GRIM with two M's at checkout. That's right, Morgan. That's GRIM for 15% off. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to the 70th episode of the Sisters Grim Podcast. I thought that I could make it through saying that without <laughs> laughing. Yeah, we are the Sisters Grim Podcast. And can you tell we just finished Tiger King? Yeah, yeah. We oh boy, oh boy! I started it when it first came out, and then um, had to take a break because Morgan was like, "Hey, I want to start watching this," and we're in quarantine together, so you know, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Song, I don't know why you are um, either, but and so I had to wait. <laughs> I was on like the second to last episode, so and then uh, I watched the whole fam family again. Oh and my gosh! Fuck, that that shit thing comes all flat. It literally is, is wild. one tag yourself. I'm, um, I don't know. Yeah, Carol's yeah. closet. Carol's closet. <laughs> oh God. I am Carol's specific pants that she wears to court. But if you notice in the, uh, sketch, the court sketch drawings, um, from later in the episodes, won't say what happened, but, um, Whoa. she was wearing like a, like a tan blazer like mm. she she stayed clear of animal prints and i just realized morgan is wearing. yeah i'm wearing she just print. animal print right now because we finished it yep. yesterday and i wanted to be themed morgan is carol baskin just call me carol don't tell joe by the way i'm morgan and i'm holly and we're recording back in the attic back where it all started back back, back with the new york groove back again yeah also, we'd like to give a formal apology for the sound quality of the last oh, episode. Oh, God, y'all, sorry. Um, because we were, we were working with limited resources. Uh, By limited resources, we mean one mic. a coffee table. Four people sitting around it, two of them being incredibly loud, and one of them being a little soft-spoken. Shout out to Ryan. You better be listening to this episode right now. Ryan, if you're in your car, 
if you're anywhere, this is really anyone named this Ryan. This is for honestly. you, Ryan. This is for you, Ryan. Ryan, this is for you. Yeah, why do we go into southern accents? I mean, I love it. I don't know um, so, uh, let's do a wasp report, because as you know it, we're back in the attic. We are, and I'm looking. I'm making so, eye contact with a wasp. Since we were here last. I've the, lost my fear of wasps. Wi- <laughs> because of that one wasp that became my friend. Oh, yeah. I remember that little wasp. I had bronchitis. Probably this was maybe like... It was at the end November? of December. Summer, yeah. No, it was like beginning of... It was probably like October, November, and I had bronchitis, well, I mean, so I was wasp. like stuck in my apartment, basically quarantined, because I didn't want to get pneumonia, <laughs> and there was like a this, wasp... This. I know. There was a wasp in my uh, in my apartment, and we became friends, and it died. It and did. I found its body, and it was really sad. We fed it. Um, but yeah, we ha- anyway. uh, since the last time we were here, the windows have been fixed, so you won't hear oh, yeah. little birds. You won't hear... I mean, we thought wasps couldn't well, get probably in. probably still will. Possibly. We are, uh, you know... Well, and there's tornado warnings right now, so... Yeah, it's... Who knows? ending again. again, you guys. The world is ending. Yeah. World on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it. And I'll never Have get bored. Have y'all listened to any or watched any of the movies that we said that you should? I know you can't answer. Let's take, but... a, let's take a break and see if we can hear anyone answer. Nope. Yes, I watched um, all of the movies from 1998. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a grandma? Grandma, get your ass back in here. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, a little grandma just hobbled up the stairs real quick to tell us that. Speaking of 1998, I just want to set the scene for everyone. We are currently in our parents' attic, which is just full of about, I don't know, 40 old tube TVs. My feet are currently next to a plastic bag filled with old digital cameras and Blackberries. Shut up. Yeah, let's see. (laughs) What am I sitting next to? Uh, Let's see. We got a couple of Walkmen. That's right. Yeah, there's a Walkman right next to us. Yeah cassette tape i'm looking at an old ass uh this is really interesting to our listeners i'm looking at an old ass suitcase <laughs> that the probably the last trip it made was in 1982 probably um we got you know an audrey hepburn poster the american flag i see a tube tv that was clearly morgan's because it has stickers all over Aww. it yeah i see um the soundtrack for 90210 <laughs> wait really yeah uh the original, Morgan. Oh. Duh. Actually, you know what? Pretty sure that's a computer game. <laughs> a 90210 computer game. A 90210 mother bucking computer game. So, as you all know, because um, for those of you who read the title of our podcast, it is The Brothers Grimm. Part. Who knows at this point? I know, But right? it was over a year ago. Part six. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Someone did her homework. Hey. Yeah, shout out to all those who love it when we sing. Yeah, shout out to everyone who loves when I That's sing. It. And to those of you who hate it, fuck off. Okay, so do you want me to go <laughs> first? Yeah. Okay, cool. So my first story is called Death's Messenger, and it gives me a very um, Deathly Hollow vibe, and okay. you'll see why. Like those stories? Or like the yes. movie itself? like the stories. Like in Beetle the Bard or whatever. T. Cool, I'm ready. In ancient times, a giant was wandering along the highway when suddenly a stranger jumped toward him and shouted, Stop. Not one step further. What? said the giant. (laughs) You, a creature that I could crush between my fingers, you want to block my way? Who are you and how dare you speak so boldly? (laughs) I am death. 
answered the other one. Oh, crap. No one resists me, and you two must obey my orders. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. So um, we have death there. And so the giant's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were dead. No, the, the giant, not not scared. Oh, good for him. The giant refused and began to wrestle with death. It was a long, violent battle, and finally the giant got the upper hand and knocked Death down with his fist, causing him to collapse by a stone. The giant went on his way, and Death lay there, conquered, so weak that he could not get up again. So, in this story, see, when I think when I think of Death, I think of if you touch him or he touches you, you die. You know what? Everyone but, thinks of Death differently, huh? T. What is to come of this, he said, heaving death. If I say if I stay lying here in a corner, no one will die in the world, and it will become so filled with people that they won't have room to stand beside one another. Meanwhile, Whoa, that's like happening now? Dude. <laughs> no, no one's not everyone's dying right oh, now. Yeah, this no is one, the opposite. No one is standing next to each death other. Death has a lot of work on his hands right now. Yeah, go home, Death. Oh gosh, okay. Meanwhile, a young man came down the road, vigorous and healthy. He was singing a song and looking this way and that. Was he singing, ease on down, ease on down the road? Maybe. He just watched The Wiz. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing the half-conscious individual, half-conscious individual, he approached him with compassion, raised him up, gave him a refreshing drink from his flask, and waited until he regained his strength. Do you know, asked the stranger as he stood up, who I am (laughs) and whom you have helped onto his legs again? (laughs) No, answered the youth. I do not know you. (laughs) Death offended. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Death was like, the fuck, dude? (laughs) I am death, he said. I spare no one, nor can make an exception with you. However... So you may see that I am grateful. I promise you that I will not attack you without warning, but instead will send my messengers to you before I come and take you away. Whoa. Literally, wow. Whoa. <laughs> we sound we sound like Halloween decoration up for years. I got cabin fever. I've got it too. We should watch that. Anyways, <laughs> shout out to Muppet Treasure Island. Ooh, okay, where was I? Okay, cool. Good, said the youth. (laughs) It is to my benefit that I shall know when you are coming and that I will be safe from you until then. Then he went on his way and was cheerful and carefree and lived one day at a time. (laughs) However, youth and good health did not last long. Soon came sickness and pain, which tormented him by day and deprived him of his rest by night shit son i shall not die he said to himself for death will first send his messengers but i do wish that these wicked days of sickness were over that is like a whole new reason why you don't want to die just because you're like i don't want to see death again awkward or his homies yeah regaining his health he began once more to live cheerfully Then one day, someone tapped on his shoulder. He looked around, and Death was standing behind him, who said, Follow me. The hour of your departure from this world has come. What? replied the man. Are you breaking your word? 
Did you not promise me that you would send your messengers to me before you yourself would come? I have not seen a one of them. <laughs> Morgan's face is so animated. Also, in these stories, promises mean something. Nothing. Oh. No, something. Tea. I mean, like, pe- there are people who, like, will fra- flagrantly, rather, uh, be like, mm, I don't care, like, make promises, but then there's always someone but in their wait. life that's like, dude, you did not honor a promise? Fucking die. But wait. Whoa. Be still, answered Death. Have I not sent you one messenger after another? Did not fever come and strike you? And shake you? And throw you down? Has not dizziness numbed your head? Has not gout pinched your limbs? Ouch. Yeah, ouch, Death gout. Death like an asshole. Did your ears not buzz? Did toothache not bite into your cheeks? Did your eyes not darken? And furthermore, has not my own brother sleep reminded you every night of me? Wait. During the night, did you not lie there? As if you were already dead. Wait, so death and sleep are brothers? Oh, brothers, yeah. Uh, The brothers grim. Okay. Oh, literally. Well, one will kill you, and one's just, just like. Yeah, I like one of them. Is there a nap? The man did not know how to answer, so he surrendered to his fate and went away with death. That is so the Deathly Hallows because doesn't doesn't it end with like it's a little less exciting going with <laughs> death? Uh, you read it like it well, was the most exciting thing I've ever in, heard in my life. <laughs> well, in the Sleepy Hollows, he's like, and the two like met again as close friends and left the earth together, something like that. Yeah, like they we walked, should watch all the Harry Potter walked. movies because we have nothing but time. I watched some of the third one last night while making dinner. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, Which we have, all know is the best one. We literally have nothing but time. Wait, oh, the third one? Oh. Hands down, it yeah. is the greatest. That one, and then the sixth one, but the sixth one's still not as good as the third one. No, the third one is literally so amazing because it goes from Chris Columbus, the guy who made like almost said Full House, Home Alone, yeah. to Alfonso Cuarón, who made Imama Tutambien, which is didn't sexy. he make Pan's Labyrinth as well? Um, or is that someone else? No, I think that was him. He also made something else recently. I forget. But yeah. Whatever uh, of water, right? Probably. Cool. Oh, did, he did make The Shape of Water. I think so. If not, I'm being horribly problematic and it was another man. I mean, we're pro- we're wrong and that's okay. Okay, so um, do you want to hear Death's Messenger in German? <laughs> the whole damn thing? Die Boten des Todes. Todes. Or Todes? I don't know. It's all cool. Okay, so... Deboten des Todes. Morgan, my story. Deboten des Todes. Deboten des Todes. Okay. Okay. Man alive. All right, so my story is the Frog King or Iron Heinrich. Or Der Froschkönig. <laughs> I love the way... So it's, it could be the Tiger King. This story is about Joe Frog. <laughs> And um, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Yeah, no, my story. Joe Frogzotic. Frogzotic. Oh my God. Joe Amphibian. Oh, we've been in quarantine too long. Yeah. So let's go. In olden times, when wishing still did some good, there lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful, but the youngest was so beautiful that the sun itself was like, damn, bitch. And the sun had seen a lot. In the vicinity of the king's castle, there was a large dark forest, and in this forest 
was a big old tree, and there was also a really pretty fountain slash pond. Mm-hmm. They called it a well, but I think they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the daughter's, the youngest daughter, that is, favorite way to pass time was to take her golden ball by the fountain and throw it into the air and catch it. One day it happened that the princess's golden ball did not fall into her little hands. It fell beside her and rolled into the water. The princess followed with her eyes, but the ball disappeared, and the water was so deep that she could not see its bottom. She began to cry louder and louder, and she could not console herself. As she was thus lamenting, someone called out to her, What is the matter with you, princess? You crying? You're crying would turn a stone to pity. She looked around and was like, where the fuck did that voice coming from? And then she saw an ugly frog sticking his head out of the water. And she's like, oh, it's you, old water splasher. I'm crying because my gold ball fell in the water. And he's like, my gold ball fell in the water. She's a bitch. Um, be still and stop crying. I can help you. But what will you give me if I bring back your ball? And she's like, uh, whatever you want. She's like, my clothes, my pearls, and precious stones. I don't know what a little tiny frog would do with princess clothes. Um, but you know, to each their own frog. Um, the frog was like, I do not want your, co- I do not want your clothes, your pearls, and precious stones, nor your c- golden crown. But if you love me and accept me as a panion and a playmate, and let me sit next to you at your little table and eat from your little golden plate and drink from your little golden cup and sleep in your little bed, if you promise this to me, then I'll dive down and bring your golden ball back to you. Hating the accent why <laughs> i don't know what I do. little ball yeah no i don't know why all of her stuff is so little other than okay morg sorry <laughs> is you getting a what kind of an what was that mom <laughs> oh cool hi mom so um the princess was like yeah sure i promise all of that to you just bring me my ball back but as he went down she thought <laughs> I'm not going to fucking do that. <laughs> Fuck that frog. So the frog was like, woohoo. And he went down into the well, into the depths, and he paddled back up with her golden ball. The princess was so happy, and she saw her beautiful plaything once again. She picked it up and ran the fuck away. The frog was like, wait, wait, wait. But he was thus just a little frog, and he was just croaking, and she was a human being. Laughing with her ball. Yeah, fucking bitch. The prettiest, more like the bitchiest. Yeah, more like fuck you. I don't know. Yeah. So the next day, the princess was sitting at the table with the king and all of the people of the court, and was eating from her little golden plate when something came creeping up the marble steps. Blip plop, blip plop. As soon as it reached the top, there came a knock at the door, and a voice called out, "Princess, youngest princess, open the door for me." I mean, he had, Scary. A, he had a lot of daughters, so like he had to say like Which one the younger was? one. He's like seven. Who's a frog now? He's a magic frog, Morgan. You'll see. Okay. I don't want to ruin the story for you. Fair. <laughs> so the princess ran to see who was outside. She opened the door, and it was the damn frog sitting there, no. frightened. She slammed the door right in the frog's face. <laughs> And the king so saw that her house uh, heart was pounding. My child, why are you afraid? Is there a giant outside the door who wants to get you? It's the giant from your story. Yeah. 
Uh, she's like, oh, no, it's just a nasty-ass frog. And the king was like, what does that frog want from you? And she's like, oh, father, I accidentally dropped my ball into the water. There was this frog. He said he would go get it for me if I let him be my friend. And then he got me the ball, and I was like, fuck that. And I cheesed it. And the king was like, no, we keep promises in this castle, bitch. So you go let that frog inside. Um and as he said this, there was a second knock at the door, and the frog yelled, Oh, daughter, youngest daughter of the king, open your door for me. Don't you know what yesterday you said? You said to me down by the well, youngest daughter of the king, open the door for me. The king was like, go let that frog in our castle. So, Loving this king. I know. he. Like I said, some people really hold other people accountable for their stuff. As they should. As they should. Um, so the daughter was like crying and whining and he let the fro- uh, she let the frog in. She went and opened the door. The ho- frog jumped in on her chair and uh, he was like, Kissed he her. me up. No, not yet. <laughs> um, he was like, eating off of her little plate and she was really grossed out yeah and um finally said i have eaten all i want and i'm tired now carry me to your little room and let's go to your little bed so we can sleep the princess began to cry because the thought of the cold frog in her nice little bed really grossed her out yeah no so when she went into her room she put him in the corner and the little frog was like, um, no, bitch, we had an agreement. I sleep in that bed with you. And the daughter, being so mad at the king, or not at the king, at the frog, picked him up and threw him against the wall as hard as she could. Whoa. Upon doing this. Animal cruelty is not okay, you guys. We do not endorse that, you guys. We don't endorse it. But when he fell down to the floor, he turned into a beautiful young king. And okay, he, well, then he's a pervert. A little. Um, no, well, okay. So when I was reading the story, <laughs> and I pictured her being the youngest, and her playing with a ball, I assumed she was a child. Mm-hmm. All of her stuff is really little. Right. I assumed she was a child. and then Unless they mean littlest as in size. I mean, maybe she was just hella petite? I, I don't, don't know. know. Um, this seems problematic. Love... And kind of like... Oh, I mean, well, okay, so... You know. So my thought is, well, they say he's a young king, so they're just children, king and queen together. I don't know. What? So the the young king told the princess, he said, let's get in bed and sleep, and tomorrow I will bring you back to my kingdom. And so she happily got into bed with him then. Her oh! tiny little bed that now contains tiny little her. And they never explained how big the little king or the young king was. But I mean, who knows? Um, like, I was don't he know. hot? Uh, so hot. He looked like <laughs> if Niall and Harry had a baby. Whoa. Whoa. So. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he'd been enchanted by a wicked witch. Ah. So. Yeah. How was he able to go? So apparently, as long as he gets hit, she was like, and then the day that someone throws you as hard as they can against their bedroom door, you shall become yourself again. That's a weird stipulation. 
gave that any thought. Because it wasn't like I a kiss me and now I'm a human. It wasn't like make a wish. It was literally, was literally throw me as hard as you physically can against something. They, the person has to hate you. Yeah. So You're going to really scare a little girl. Oh, God. Or make her happy and let you sleep in the bed. So yeah. the next day they woke up and the sun was shining and a carriage pulled up with eight horses and the carriage was being driven by Heinrich and Heinrich and the young king had been very close so close in fact that when the young king was turned into a frog Heinrich was so sad that he had three iron bands put around his heart to keep it into place so that it wouldn't break I don't know wow that's deep yeah but also holy shit (laughs) they were not doing open heart surgery back then yeah, who knows? It but, was, again, probably some magic shit. Yeah, so anyways, so they're driving off, and the um, young king hears this snap. And he's like, Heinrich, what's that? And Heinrich's like, don't worry, king. It's the band snapping off my heart because it's growing so big because I missed you so much. Oh, my and they all lived happily so, ever again. This one doesn't end sad. It doesn't end. Like, I'm confused. So to be continued. Her slamming him into the wall. Now they're starting a life together and his dad's really happy? It's not his dad. It's just Heinrich. It's just Iron his friend? Heinrich. It's his friend, yes, who loved him That's so ride much. That's Ryder Die. He had open heart surgery in the like 1600s. That is ride or Die. Me with Maria, dude. Oh, <laughs> that was uh, cool. Yeah, no. the The scary part is having a yucky frog sleep in your bed. I or guess just, no, the scary part is that she threw a frog at the wall. The hardest part said. is that she was showing early onset serial killer yeah, tendencies exactly. as a child. If she was a child. Yeah, she was manipulative. A little liar. She hung out by herself a lot, which not is to say that is a thing, but I mean. Jeffrey Dahmer did go into the forest a lot and just, you know, hit trees. <laughs> <laughs> Threw things at things. Yeah. Could have turned into a prince. Yeah. You know the Aww. scene from Ha? What? Well, no, just Jeffrey would have gotten his prince. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's someone. That's a person who you wish got what they wanted in life. So anyway, <laughs> Morgan, um, I think it's time that we take a cute-ass little break. Oh, are you working from home with thousands of distractions during the quarantine? Studios 12 earbuds will be your best friend. The 12 earbuds feature a graphene driver for enhanced sound clarity. They also have automatic pairing between the earbuds and your device. Toll features a microphone on both earbuds so you can use them for conference calls or FaceTiming those you can't see right now. Get 15% off your whole purchase using our code GRIM. That's G-R-I-M-M with two M's, like I just said, <laughs> at checkout for 15% off. That's Thanks. one five. We're back. And we're back. Um, I will move on to my next story, which is The Grave Mound. Whoa, yours is very death-oriented. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. A little bit. Aren't we all? A little bit. Okay. A rich farmer was one day standing in his yard inspecting his fields and gardens. The corn was growing up vigorously and the fruit trees were heavily laden with fruit. 
The grain of the years before still lay in such immense heaps on the floors that the rafters could hardly bear it. So, <laughs> stuff was good. It was plentiful. Yeah, greed, yeah. It was the 80s and greed was good. It was not the 80s. Um, <laughs> then he went into the stable where uh, well-fed oxen, fat cows and horses, bright as looking glass. At length, he went back into his setting room and cast a glance at the iron chest in which his money lay. So basically, he's just like, this all my shit. This, this is all my shit. This, this is my shit. Look at all of my shit. Honestly, um, not to uh, like derail this, but there are three wasps over there. Oh, and they're, wow. getting, they're gaining speed. Before it's getting warm. Do you think they... Oh, y'all. Uh, we're under a There's tornado a, watch. a nest. I said that already. But there must be a nest. But yeah, they're probably going crazy because they can feel the storm coming. Yeah, the barometric pressure's got them like, wow, wow, wow. They making just Tuesday really weird right now. She like wants to hide in her little cage. Oh, She's she, smart. She knows. She should know that her cage is not going to protect anyway, back her. Back to this lovely story I'm reading. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> While he was thus standing surveying his riches, all at once there was a loud knock close by him. The knock was not at the door of his room, but at the door of his heart. Wait, okay, okay. So So it actually would have sounded more like... That hurt. It opened, and he heard a voice which said to him... Hast thou done good to thy family with it? Hast thou considered the necessities of the poor? Hast wow, this is really telling yeah, of all of the, the billionaires who just sang that Imagine song, thinking it's helping us all get through this. Mm-hmm. I think we talked shit about that on the last mm-hmm. episode. Don't We're know still it, talking shit. Don't about know what it. it is about like worldwide shit that makes celebos all come together to sing a songs. Song. We are the world. I saw this post just to we completely get away children. from this, but I saw this post and it was this like seven year old little boy. I don't remember where he was from, but he had like somehow like saved like 600 and something dollars and he used all of it to buy supplies and give them to like poor people Aww, and like homeless people. And then and it was like, it to- was that picture. And then it was just a picture of like three of the celebos just singing. Imagine like just thinking they're doing their part. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like, we're singing for you and that makes everything better. Right. Yet, meanwhile, this little boy and all of these people are just, you know, making masks for people out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah, care packages and things like that. Yeah, I want to send awesome. one of my friends a care package. All right, should I go back to the story? <laughs> yeah, no, we're like taking big old breaks during All right, this so that, that voice from his heart still talking and it says, Hast thou shared thy bread with the hungry? Hast thou been contented with what thou hast? Or didst, didst, or didst thou always desire to have more? The heart was not slow in answering. I have been hard and pitiless and have never shown any kindness to my own family. Wait, the if heart a, has the, a family? The, well, the heart is an extension of him. So he's basically like talking shit to him. Okay. If a beggar came, I turned away my eaves from him. I have not troubled myself about God, but have thought only of increasing my wealth. If everything which the sky covers has been mine own, I should still not have had enough. Whoa. So his heart is basically like, you a little 
bitch. Yeah, his heart's like really giving it to him. Yeah. When he was aware of this answer, he was greatly alarmed. His knees began to tremble and he was forced to sit down. Then there was another knock, but the knock was at the door of his room. I guess it sounded like that. No, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Always. That's such a good bit. It is. Um, It was his neighbor, a poor man who had a number of children whom he could no longer satisfy with food. I know, thought the poor man, that my neighbor is rich, but he is as hard as he is. Wait. Cute? He is as hard as he is rich. So meaning like as rich as he is, he's also that much of a dick. And as Morgan explained, he's rich. I don't believe he will help me, but my children are crying for bread. So I will venture it, he said to the rich man. Thou dost not readily give away anything that is thine, but I stand here like one who feels the water rising above his head. My children are starving. Lend me four measures of corn. Ah, yes, four measures. Yep, that's how we all count corn. One corn. The rich man looked at him long, and then the first sunbeam of mercy began to melt away a drop of the ice of greediness. I will not lend thee four measures, he answered, but I will make thee a present of eight. But thou must fulfill one condition. What am I to do, said the poor man? When I am dead, thou shalt shalt watch for three nights by my grave. The peasant was disturbed in his mind at this (laughs) request. But in the need of which he was, he would have consented to anything. Uh He accepted, therefore, and carried the corn home with him. Take that corn. Wild. Is that the story? No. Oh. <laughs> that would have made no sense. Well, mine ended with... That's true. Uh, no, it seemed as if the rich man had foreseen what was about to happen, for when three days were gone, he suddenly dropped down dead. Whoa. No one knew exactly how it came to pass, but no one grieved for him. When he was buried, the poor man remembered his promise. He would willingly have been... Re- uh, Remembered his promise. He would willingly have been released from it, but he thought, after all, he acted kindly by me and have fed my hungry children with his corn. And even if that were not the case, where I have once given my promise, I must keep it. So, yeah, lots of promises being kept. Exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. At nightfall, he went into the churchyard and seated himself on the grave mound. Everything was quiet. Only the moon appeared above the grave. And frequently an owl passed and uttered her melancholy cry. When the sun rose, the poor man betook himself in safety to his home. And in the same manner, the second night passed quietly by. On the evening of the third day, he felt a strange uneasiness. (laughs) Please say that again. (laughs) Uneasiness. It seemed to him that something was about to happen. When he went out, he saw by the churchyard wall a man whom he had never seen before. He was no longer young, had scars on his face, and his eyes looked sharply and eagerly around. He was entirely covered with an old cloak, and nothing was visible but his great riding boots. Was it Emperor Palpatine? Why art thou looking for here? The peasant asked. Art thou not afraid of the lonely churchyard? 
Why is this story the only one that's written in in like iambic pentameter? I don't know. But am I doing okay? No, you're doing, <laughs> you're doing great. And when you're getting caught up by the thousand hats, I like... There's a lot of them. It's really understandable. I am looking for nothing, he answered, and I am afraid of nothing. I am like the youngster who went forth to learn how to shiver and had his labor for his pains, but got the king's daughter to wife and great wealth with her. You know that guy. Only I have remained poor. I am nothing but a paid off soldier, and I mean to pass the night here because I have no other shelter. If thou art without fear, said the peasant, stay with me and help me to watch that grave there. To keep watch is a soldier's business, he replied. Whatever we fall in with here, whether it be good or bad, we will share it between us. The peasant agreed to this, and they seated themselves on the grave together. All was quiet after midnight, when suddenly a shrill whistling was heard in the air, and the two watchers perceived the evil one standing bodily before them. Be off, you ragamuffins, he cried to them. (laughs) You ragamuffins. The man who lies in that grave belongs to me. I want to take him, and if you don't go away, I will wring your necks. Sir, with the red feather, said the soldier, you are not my captain. I have no need to obey you, and I have not yet learned how to fear. Go away, we shall stay sitting here. You ain't the boss of me, basically. The devil thought to himself... Money is the best thing with which to get a hold of these two vagabonds. So he began to play a softer tune and asked quietly, quite kindly, if they would not accept a bag of money and go home with it. That is worth listening to, answered the soldier. But one bag of gold won't serve us. If you will give us as much as we'll go into one of my boots, we will quit the field for you and go away. I have not so much as that about me, said the devil, but I will fetch it. In the neighboring town lives a money changer who is a good friend of mine and will readily advance it to me. It's It's a loan shark. Basically. When the devil had vanished, the soldier took his left boot off and said, we will soon pull the charcoal burner's nose for him. Nice. Hmm. So kind. Just give me your knife, comrade. He cut the sole off the boot and put it in the high grass near the grave on the edge of a hole that was a half overgrown. That will do, he said. Now the chimney sweep may come. Okay. They both sat down and waited, and it was not long before the devil returned with a small bag of gold in his hand. Just pour it in, said the soldier, raising up the boot a little. But that won't be enough. The black one shook out all that was in the bag, the gold fell through, and the boot remained empty. Stupid devil, cried the soldier. It won't do. Didn't I say so at once? Go back again and bring more. The Greedy. devil shook his head, went in, and an hour's time came with a much larger bag under his arm. Now pour it in, cried the soldier, but I doubt the boot will be full. The gold clinked as it fell, but the boot remained empty. The devil looked in himself with his burning eyes, convinced himself of the truth. You have shamefully big calves to your legs, <laughs> Shut up. cried he, and made oh, a wry face. Did you think, replied the soldier, that I had a cloven foot like you? Since when have you been so stingy? <laughs> See that you get more gold together, or our bargain will come to nothing. 
The wicked one went off again. This time, he stayed away longer, and when at length he appeared, he was panting under the weight of a sack, which (laughs) lay on his shoulders. He emptied it into the boot, which was just as far from being filled as before. He became furious and was just going to tear the boot out of the soldier's hand, but at that moment, the first ray of rising sun broke forth from the sky, and the evil spirit fled away with loud shrieks. The poor soul was saved. The peasant wished to divide the gold, but the soldier said, Give what falls to my lot to the poor. I will come with thee to thy cottage, and together we will live in rest and peace on what remains as long as God is pleased to permit. How fucking yeah. So Amen. Basically, this is a lot of, uh, like, death, or I guess the devil being tricked. Yeah, which, you know, it's very easy to do. It's pretty easy to trick the devil. Or bested. Yeah, I mean, like, Charlie Daniels said it best. Like, I, I, I'm, I don't know if I talked about my druthers with that song, but the devil made the bet. He could have easily, he's the devil, he could have easily, been, like, done backsies. Because mm-hmm. he's the, the devil. devil. But in, you know what? I like a devil with a backbone. Isn't the devil's backbone something? Uh, it's probably like some fucking, you know, waterfall in our Oklahoma. Lines, our lines are open if anybody wants to call in. <laughs> um, yes, I know what you're talking... No, get out of here, baby. Um, okay, so, you want to go to your last story? My last story, which is short and sweet. Love that. And it's a little weird. Uh, it also, like, uh, animals are always, like, anthropomorphic. Always. Um, so there once was a woman and her daughter who had a beautiful garbage garbage (laughs) (laughs) she had a beautiful garbage i'm sorry that was a very clunky portmanteau of garden and cabbage they had a cabbage patch and a one day a rabbit got into it and during the winter he ate all the cabbages what a dick so the mother said to the daughter go to the garden and chase that rabbit away so the girl was like shoo get out of our cabbages and the hare said Come, girl, sit on my tail, and I'll take you to my hut. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) This rabbit is... Horny. Horny. Gross. Oh, boy. The girl would not do that. The next day, the hare came again and ate the cabbages, which apparently grow back pretty quickly. Yeah. So the woman said to her daughter again, go to the daughter and chase that hare away. The daughter was like, dude, go. And the rabbit was like, Come, girl, sit on my tail and come with me to my hut. And the girl was like, hell no. And so, uh, obviously, it happened a third time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Always threes in these stories. Rule of threes. They get it. Um, So, again, uh, she had to say shoo-shoo. And he was like, come, girl, sit on my tail and come with me to my hut. And this time, the girl was like, hmm, you know what? I will come sit on your tail and go to your hut. And the hare took her far away to his little hut. And then he said, now, cook some green cabbage and millet, whatever the fuck that is. I'm going to go invite guests to our wedding. These people slash animals put together weddings so quickly, it is mind-boggling like every time they're like i'm gonna marry you they're not joking like there's no engagement period no No, they don't get engaged they're like we're getting married and guess what it's tomorrow and guess what they're all here now yeah the wedding guests whom none of you who you know none of um because you know they're like animals um 
So all the wedding guests arrived. Who were the wedding guests? I can tell you because someone else told me. <laughs> Wait, who is the saying this? You? No. <laughs> it's the narr- the narrator of okay. this story. So anyways, so someone else told me there were all of the hairs. And the crow was there as the parson to marry the bride and bridegroom. The fox served as a sexton. And the altar was under a fucking rainbow. Aww. (laughs) But the girl was sad, for she was a human being, and he was a rabbit. And they were non-species capable. Um, The hare came up to her and said, Open the door! Open the door! The wedding guests are here, and they're happy, and you can't be in here being sad. The bride cried and said nothing, so the hare went away. But then he came back and said, open the door, open the door. The wedding guests are very hungry. She was supposed to be cooking millet or whatever the fuck that shit is. The bride said nothing and the hair went away. Then the girl got an idea and she dressed a straw doll in her clothes, gave it a stirring spoon and stood it next to the millet pot to make it, you know, a distraction. And then she ran back to her mother. The hair came once more and said, open the door, open the door. And then he opened the door himself and he struck the doll on a head so that its head came off. And because he was a stupid bunny, he was like, oh, no, I killed my wife, even though they weren't married yet. And he sadly went away. No more asking for women to sit on his tail so he can bring him back to his little hood. Probably for the best. I don't mind. That was, I mean, it was short and creepy. Agreed. It was like a harrowing tale of don't go with a rabbit. You know, the classic Don't sit on a rabbit's tail. Even if they tell you it'll be good luck. Yeah, it's... That's a rabbit's foot. Right. (laughs) So, this has been the Sisters Grim Podcast. It sure has. We hope y'all enjoyed. We may have gotten off the rails. You know, like wasp. But like, you know... They're acting pretty chill over there by the window. They're not bothering me, so I'm not going to bother them. It's cold enough out that they're moving slow. Very slow. Like, in a in a non um They're, they're kind of just way. walking in circles on the curtain, really. Yeah, they're not aggressive. I've seen them get aggressive. It's during, like, summer when they've got their... Fill of... No, their babies are, like, in their little uh... combs. So creepy. Um, so that's been Wasp Corner. Um... You know, follow us and all the stuff. Like I said, just Google us. We did have a website. <laughs> it has been down for a long time, but I'm hoping to get it back up. I think because we, we are, you know, with this quarantine, Morgan's looking at me like, why has this website been down? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we took a big hiatus and money, and I'm poor. Um, so. Yeah, we'll get that back up and running because, like we said, we're on quarantine. This is like the quickest turnover we've this had for podcast. This is quarantine. This, this is, is quarantine. 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 quarantine.